0: Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome on in, July 27, 2019. End of July, we are there. Wow. We are here. We've made it. Not sure how I feel about it. I'm Austin Horton. Alex Lundberg producing for us today, and co-host today is George Rosca, General Sales Manager for the Midtown Store. Hi, George. Hey, good morning. Welcome back, sir. Good to see you. Hey, good to be here. Uh, overcast today out there kind of nice but a little chilly in the studio this morning. <laughs> it's, it's uh we need like a we need an HVAC intern here at the 1280 <laughs> zone uh for the summer cuz uh, 60 degrees is a bit brisk inside uh on a day like this. But nevertheless, we'll we'll make it through. Now uh I I do want to uh, apologize to everyone out there. I announced uh, to the radio station yesterday that I had planned to go golfing later uh, today. Oh. And hence you- it was likely going to rain. Yeah. So Because I tried to go golfing two Saturdays ago and made it through a hole. And then Jumanji happened. (laughs) That far, huh? And it had been like years since I had been golfing. So it's just like, uh, and this is a true story too, every scout camp I ever went on, and I went on, we did one a month all year round. Through the winter months, all of it. It was either snowing or raining. Every camp out I went on, so I'm a curse. Yeah. So
1: I'm the problem. So notice to uh, everybody: do not take Austin anywhere. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's why we can't take you <laughs> places.
0: Well, well, I, this is why we can't have nice things because <laughs> I exist. Uh, whenever a coworker goes on vacation, I say, "Hope you have a time, the time of your life, and I hope it rains." Yeah. Just cause. Yeah.
1: And, and and they always have a great time, and it's uh, blue skies. Yeah. And, yeah. And and then you go. To like Southern California, where it you know rarely rains and it's they've just written a, songs
0: about it. Yeah. <laughs> it never rains in Southern California, <laughs> unless Austin's there. Uh, so yes, that's why I've never gone to Hawaii. Because I promise, if I go to Hawaii, it'll snow the whole time that it I'm it does there. snow in Hawaii, but only when I'm there, <laughs> or if you're up on the uh, yeah, stargazing on the fourteen thousand foot peak. Yeah. So uh, we're here. We're ready to have fun. It is the end of July. Uh, David James was doing a "What Was Me" show yesterday morning about how his kids are going back to school like next week.
1: Yeah, why are they starting school so early now? We used to start it at the end of the month.
0: Right. It's Even
1: sometimes in September, I I remember starting. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was that? Uh, it was like September first, though, or something. Okay. It was, yeah. It, so it was one still, year that it.
0: That's my. my that's and, my and time August. Of a Oh, august! so it was usually a week after my birthday mid-august birthday so every yeah. year i'd and when i was younger i lamented the fact because i never got my birthday celebrated during in class during the year yeah because it was always the week before school started uh as but uh then it was i always knew my birthday i have a week a week of freedom left
1: see and i'm late august birthday so you were similar, and, and right? I was almost like after my birthday school would start. So my birthday was kind of like the final summer celebration, and you know it was it was then okay we got to get serious schools here, but ne- but then it started moving to where it was before my birthday and it just it ruined everything.
0: Right. Yeah. And now we're talking July. Yeah, it's just July. Yeah. Come on now. Kids
1: these days they so. don't know what summer break is like.
0: <laughs> so DJ was asking, what do you do with your last weekend of summer? I'm tweaking that a little on today's show. So we have a poll question every week here on the show, and everyone that calls in and responds to the poll question or asks us any questions or tells us any stories or why they love or hate us at 855-340-ZONE, everyone that calls in and uh, shares with us today is entered to win a four-pack of movie passes. Four-pack of movie tickets. And not just movie tickets. Oh, VIP movie
1: tickets. Right. We
0: do it the right way at Mark Miller Subaru.
1: So let's start with where you're going so we know where the rest of us not to go.
0: Well, and I was going to tweak it uh, because you don't have a lot of time left and maybe it's a spur-of-the-moment thing. Best short getaways in Utah, okay, preferably with a cool drive to I, and from. I like it. So it's got yeah. a car element to oh, so yeah. it. So best uh, to and from drives for quick getaways here in the state of Utah. I am headed to the the Washington County trip uh, next at the end of next week. Okay. I'm going to go visit Grandma and we didn't – you know. We're building a house, and so we don't have a lot of money to be doing a lot of traveling. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, oh, we're going to do a staycation go. type thing. I like it. Yeah. We
1: did the same thing when we built our house. It, it's crazy how much it costs these days to build a house and um, all, all the stuff you need after you built your house. So uh,
0: Don't tell me that. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we,
1: we, we won't go down that path. It'll get dark <laughs> our quickly. Our old,
0: outdated stuff will look good in our brand new. You think cars are expensive. House? Let's talk oh. about houses. No, no, no it's not. It's <laughs> we can't. We can't because we just can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need to. My, I need my job. But that's so. a nice
1: drive down to to Washington County.
0: At times, I always like it. Yeah, I, so, uh, no, you're not a fan. Full disclosure, I get tired uh, driving from uh, our house to the in-laws, and they're less than an hour away. <laughs> it's close to an hour away. See, a- and I, by the end of that hour, I'm like, I need a nap. See, Where can I'm the opposite. I'm like,
1: I go drive somewhere, and I get like energy. I'm just like, all really? right, that was fun. All right, let's go do something. <laughs> no, <laughs> my it drives my wife crazy because she's like kind of like you. So we go on a lot of road trips, and we get there, and she's just exhausted. All right, where's the hotel? Let's go to bed. You know, mm-hmm. maybe have a snack or something. And I'm like, let's go for a
0: hike. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you you uh, you've got all this pent up energy yeah. that you're ready yeah, to for, to go release, it. and uh, I'm ready to just uh, be home. <laughs> so I'm not road trip guy. Yeah. So a four your, hour your five destination hour drive guy. Uh yes okay. yes I am uh I I will spend more money and travel less often because I'll fly, so yeah. I'll, I'll I'll travel less often and spend more money to fly, to fly so I don't have to worry about the drive getting there because yeah, I just want to spend my vacation time on vacation not, not getting to the vacation I get that yeah. yeah I wish we could drive faster but if I had the better mindset getting to the vacation is part of the vacation yeah now with a one year old. I'm assuming this four hour drive is gonna be six or seven hours to get down there. So yeah. yeah. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> we might make it to Nephi and call it good. <laughs> Just turn around. This Just... is where we're vacationing. All right, everybody, we're here. Here at the Super 8. <laughs> if you need us, this is where we'll be <laughs> for the next two days. So we'll see how that goes. But let us know. 855-340 zone. You'll be entered to win that VIP Lounge four pack of movie passes, courtesy of Mark Miller Subaru. Eight five five Three four O zone, uh, lots to talk about today. We have some recall news. We have Tesla with its own segment coming up. So much Tesla to talk about, and of course uh, a warning for everyone during these hot summer months. But where we want to start today, at least where I wanted to start today, George, was with the bad news with Nissan, yeah. laying off almost thirteen thousand people. I saw that. It was
1: you know the the auto industry looks like it's heading into a little bit of a not not downturn, but just a little bit of a flat line maybe um, to where the automakers are starting to get maybe a little bit nervous and cutting down, you know, workforces and starting to cut down costs. And it hopefully is just part of the, you know, normal business cycle and we see it rebound and and go back up. But yeah, you never want to see anybody lose their job. That's no fun.
0: Uh, CNN business says that Nissan warned last quarter that it was quote at rock bottom. Now it's even more clear that its problems aren't going any way anytime soon. They're uh Operating profit plunged 99% in the quarter compared to a year earlier, and they say that they will be cutting 12,500 jobs from its workforce worldwide. Well, they've
1: had just such a tumultuous year, you know, with first it was, you know, Carlos uh, Ghost, their CEO, got got arrested, right? Um, Now he's suing them. Now he's suing them, and. (laughs) Who knows what happened there for the, the truth, you know. Um, then they had that, well, we're going to merge with FCA. Um, and everybody's like, well, that's a bad idea. And we're, we're not going to do it anymore. And it's just, they don't have a clear direction. They don't have, you know, necessarily the best product out right now. They they haven't made bad cars traditionally. I mean, Nissan's been good cars and, and Renault's, who's their, you know, partner in, in Europe and um, a huge player globally you know this yeah. is this is global you know that we're talking about when when we talk about Nissan and and all these but um it's it, it's still you know a, a big problem for him
0: what uh where do they rank in the car makers are they 5th 6th they're up, they're up there let yeah. me let me take a quick it's not Volkswagen no no they're i think they're in the top 5 or 6 uh, in worldwide car makers but 12,500 worldwide of the workforce will be laid off. And uh, they're also going to cut their production line, their product lineup, by 10% by 2022, including the uh, hybrid of the Rogue will be going away next year. They're the third largest largest auto auto group in the world. I underestimated that. So the third largest automaker in the world is cutting uh, 12,500 jobs. That's not ever good news. So uh, there you go. They they expected half of that in May when they first reported this, but just bad news for Nissan all around. And I think they make a fine product. I like the Rogue. I like the new all-wheel-drive Altima even. Uh, I think that's a good way to go. Yeah, that's some nice-looking cars.
1: And But overall, I mean, they've relied so heavily, like you said, on the Altima. Mm-hmm. And you've seen sedan sales, whether it's the Altima, the Camry, the Accord, the legacy even, you know, with Subaru, just kind of, again, flatline or maybe even start to decline a little bit in some segments. So people are looking for the small SUVs, the Crosstrex, the Outbacks, the, you know, RAV4s, the, the things like that that yeah. um, you can, you know, we've talked about it before, be able to just uh, have one family vehicle and use that for, for what you need.
0: All right. So there you go. Bad news for Nissan. Uh, and uh, we'll see what their legal troubles, as they're far from over, by the way, with Carlos Ghosn, as you... we are talking about earlier, now suing them for wrongful termination. We'll keep you up to date on that. Looking for your best quick uh, road trip getaways here in Utah. 855-340-ZONE. If you want to be entered into the drawing for the four-pack of movie passes, 855-340-ZONE. Our first caller today. Uh, Whoops, I I always forget that I have to reset this thing. There we go. Steve is on line one. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Steve.
2: Hi hi guys how you doing we're fine yourself oh hanging in there just getting going this morning I had a a hard day yesterday so I slept in a little bit this morning
0: sorry to hear about your hard day but glad you got to sleep in a bit it's always nice <laughs>
2: Yep. Uh, I don't know if it qualifies a short trip would be uh, going up to the mountains for a little camp over but um, I remember in the olden days because I'm Born in 1950, but I remember taking vacation with my parents, getting in the old 63 Ford Comet station wagon and driving down to Disneyland. That's that's not a short trip, but Mm. I remember those freeways back then were two lanes, no four-lane highway going all the way down there and running through Vegas. Or Nevada without air conditioning.
0: Oh my word, that's got to be brutal. <laughs> I did that once by accident. It wasn't planned that way, and that was enough for me to never want to do that again. But yeah, it was yeah, that, a, a nine, ten-hour trip from here, George, to Disneyland, something like that. And yeah, that's, was, yeah, at least yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're right. Not a short getaway locally, but a lot of local people probably getting away to that place before school starts again. Oh so, yeah. Yeah.
2: But so like I say, back in the olden days, you know those 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 old. Old vehicles, most of them, they they didn't come with air. If you wanted air, you had to pay for it. Had, it was an extra. It wasn't an, it wasn't a, just basically standard on the uh, on the systems and or the, right. the vehicles. It was it was a you know three on the tree Ford Falcon or yeah Comet hmm. Comet Falcon, same thing. Put a station wagon and pack all the kids in there and start hauling down. Gonna let's let's go. Let's go vacation kids. Oh boy, here we go.
0: <laughs> Different times indeed. Thank you Steve. Hopefully your week uh, goes better than yesterday was uh, ahead. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, that 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 old way of doing things, if you want an air conditioning, you roll down the window. Yeah, that's, that's uh,
1: how I grew up. Really? Yeah. We didn't have air conditioning in cars and, you know, it was just roll down the window and breathe deep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Make sure you've got a nice cold drink, yeah, exactly. To, to keep around and uh, take that shirt off and yeah, get the air uh, blowing over your skin. But not not so anymore. Thank goodness. Thank goodness it's standard now that you get at least air conditioning. Yeah,
1: at least you get heating and air in your car. You get the nicest things now on cars just Powered standard. Windows, yeah,
0: seat belts, power <laughs> steering. I <laughs> yeah, mean, you yeah. used to
1: get a workout even pulling your car out of a <laughs> That's parking <true>. spot, but
0: <laughs> it's very true.
1: Cruise control
0: yeah. and now adaptive cruise Eye-side, control. Man, we're getting blinds- soft. Oh yeah. <laughs> we really are. And it's a good thing cuz we're actually really bad at driving <laughs> as, a, as a human race, <laughs> yes. so. Thank you for the call, Steve. That's how it's done. 855-340 zone. Let us know your quick road trip getaways before the end of summer, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, let's talk uh, about Subaru for just a moment here, uh, George. Yeah. A nice write-up uh, done online. I, I, I think Green Card Report, somebody did this, an extensive dive into the new uh, uh, Forester uh, Sport. Wait, okay. Is it Forester Sport? What am I talking about? Yeah, Forester Sport, I think.
1: Forester Sport is the was the 19-hour... Did they do the Crosstrek Hybrid or was it the Forester?
0: Uh, it, I swear it was the Forester uh, Sport because it's got the orange trim. Yep, that's and the, the black Sport. Yeah, yep. really, really sexy looking car. Yeah, and it's gonna it could really compete with that smaller SUV group. That's definitely been probably the uh, the, the most popular
1: Forester is that Sport. Um, like you said, the the orange trim. It's got a few other nice highlights throughout to give it a, an edgier look. Um, it, it doesn't have more power, su- surprisingly, for a sport. They got rid of the XT. Um, Why'd they do that? You know, I think fuel economy. Um, they're going to bring the XT to the Outback now with the 2020, and you've got to maintain a certain fuel economy for your brand, basically, um, average, um, you know, for, for the federal um, guidelines there. So yeah. they, they had to cut one turbo, I think, to add another.
0: That makes sense. Uh, yeah, cars.com, sorry. Is oh, who cars.com. And they've got it as the runner-up for, for the best 2019 compact SUV, uh, finishing behind repeat winner Volkswagen Tiguan. Never been in a Tiguan, so I, I can't comment. I'm not a fan. Aren't you? No. No, no
1: just... That they look nice and everything, and they and they drive out okay, but just the interior, I'm not the the, the most impressed with. Where the Forester, you kind of get a little bit nicer touch on on the materials.
0: They mentioned that they like the Subaru Forester 2019 because it's new and better, but it's not screaming it at you. Yeah, it's not just it's, over the top. Yeah. Look at these cool things. <laughs> they added some cool trim and, and things like that. Uh, they also talk about uh, the the gas mileage. They talk about the technology in it. And how roomy it is, yet it's a small enough car to get that gas mileage you're looking for. Oh, it's
1: huge on the inside. Like, the Forester feels massive. You can, yeah, like you said, it'll definitely compete up against the the other SUVs out there. And you can get a lot of cargo in the back.
0: So if you want to check that out, it's cars.com. Everything you need to know about the 2019 Subaru Forester. 855-340-ZONE. Back out to the phone lines. And Paul is on with us now. Good morning, Paul.
3: Last the summer road trips, right? We're going to Sawtooth.
1: Where?
0: Sawtooth. Sawtooth?
3: Sawtooth. That's up in Idaho.
0: Okay. What do you and, do at Sawtooth? Uh,
3: well, just camping, getting out. There's, there's just some beautiful spots to get to. And uh, my cousins are coming oh. over from Oregon. We're coming up from Utah. It's a good almost halfway place on the eastern side of Idaho.
0: I've never been west, to or west, heard of Sawtooth, west, uh, Oh, west side of Idaho. Of Idaho. West yeah. side. I'm sorry. Uh, because I have a
1: buddy that goes fishing up there a lot. I know where it is. Um, I've never been myself, but he always raves about it. It's a it's a beautiful place. I hear.
3: We've heard great things. And we're just looking for something halfway,
0: so
1: that's um... nice. What are you driving out there? Subaru.
0: <laughs> awesome. Of course. What else, George? Jeez. I man. know. It's a stupid question. Gosh. <laughs> Uh mountain range, Rocky Mountain, Central Idaho. Wow. Maximum elevation of nearly eleven thousand feet. Are you a hiker or are you just going out to hang out in the forest?
3: No, we'll get out in the woods and do a bunch of outside kids so we're just ready to go. I need to come over and uh test drive that new seven seater or eight seater?
0: uh well you can choose
1: both yeah we we have both um and and you get to choose the the seven has those captain's chairs that that makes it real nice to get in and out of but if you need the eight we have that option too so yeah come on and check it out awesome thanks guys hey thanks thanks for for calling calling in, in
0: paul appreciate it yeah it's a five and a half hour drive from salt lake That's a good little getaway. That's a nice
1: little day drive, I feel. You know, get out early, enjoy a hike, and, you know, do a little camping.
0: Here's my dilemma, George. Mm. I always want, I always feel whenever someone mentions camping, hiking, fishing, Uh being out in the woods, the Uh woods, and and enjoying nature, and and I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh And then I start getting ready to Uh go do it. And I'm remembering. But I And I get all sweaty getting ready to do it. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to take a shower. Uh, and I have not even left the house yet.
1: <laughs> and then you remember what it's like when you're out there and you haven't showered for three days. Right. But I want to be yeah. a human yeah. amongst
0: nature. And yeah. I want to experience how start, raw human start nature is. Start and- slow. <laughs> like, go to
1: the city park. <laughs> 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 wow. Go for a walk around the pond, you know, play with the ducks. That'll get you feeling a little bit in touch with me. And then if you're comfortable with that and you've got, you know, the, the sweats out of the way, then you move on to the next thing, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, take, take it slow. We're, my
0: wife and I, we bought all kinds of camping gear a couple years ago. Because we were gonna do, we were gonna be campers. Uh-huh. It's not even been opened, <laughs> and then we had a child. Oh, so yeah, I can't imagine when we're gonna be doing that. I've, I've been doing
1: a bit of hiking this year. Um, we've been probably out six, seven times, um, but it's always day hikes. You know, it's it's at the most ten miles. You get up in the mountains. You get you know nice little lake up. Uh, you know, we've done Red Pine Lake mm-hmm. and uh, Lake Blanche, and those are also nice little drives up to the trailheads and. Just start with that. You know, don't don't go head deep into the Maybe overnight. Yeah. And that's just dangerous. There's bears up
0: there. <laughs> There's bears. They're, I mean, not to laugh off bears, but uh, yeah, there There were. Did you bears. hear there
1: was a bear up I at did. Brighton just terrorizing people?
0: I, I did. Yeah, that's not good. No. Uh, stay away from, from the bears. Yeah. Maybe I'll start with Enzyme Peak. Isn't it like half of Enzyme it on Peak a sidewalk?
1: Enzyme Peak is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> paved trail. So, yeah. Just <laughs> do the Timpanogos caves. That one's nice and easy.
0: Timpanogos? Yeah. What are you talking the about? The cave, not the oh, mountain. Oh, not Mount Timpanogos. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, <laughs> no, that one's like terrifying. I've done Mount Timpanogos. <laughs> Have you? I carried someone up Mount <laughs> Timpanogos. Oh, no. That's a long, not by myself. It was a yeah. long story. Okay. But, uh, that was miserable. I bet it was, yeah. Uh, my my uh, in-laws live right there by that, and they did that all the time. But no, I, I think I'll start with, you're, you're right, a, a walk around the, the local commons area. Yeah. Uh, the, the local park. My favorite hike is is Adams Canyon in Leighton, East Leighton. I haven't done that one. It but now you drive by that any day, any hour of the day, any week, uh, all summer long Pat. and it's just lined for a mile of cars that's any trailhead. To get into the trailhead. It's stupid.
1: That's any trailhead. I went up to the UNAs to Lake Washington and I'm like, I'm gonna get there early, you know, find a nice spot right up front by the trailhead. I was up there at six fifteen, so we left home way early. You know, mm-hmm. the par- parking lot was packed. Yeah, you could not find a spot. I had to park down the road in the overflow and just walk up. No big deal, but it was just like, well, I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, you you're have right. The hike to the hike. Every trailhead <laughs> is packed. You got to get there early, or you know.
0: And I'm going hiking to get away from and, you, people. And forget, yeah, forget going on a weekend. You're gonna be just. <laughs> Let us know your your quick weekend getaways or the last little road trip you got for the summer, 855-340-Zone, preferably with a fun little uh, drive. Sawtooth doesn't sound too bad. Thanks for calling in, Paul. 855-340-Zone if you want to be in that uh, discussion and entered for the drawing for the uh, movie passes. All right. uh, Something else I wanted to talk about here today with you uh, regards to Tesla, or not Tesla. Why did I say that? Subaru is there's a couple of recalls out there I want yeah. to make sure we uh do our due, due diligence and let people know about them this fr- the latest one is about the Ascent stay tuned on that one but the Outback and Legacy is interesting because it was this sound the alarms five alarm fire big deal it's the end of the world you're gonna have to give everyone a brand new car yeah and now it turns out it's gonna be like literally a handful of cars that are affected what's going on here and what is the what's the story
1: well this is just typical subaru fashion where they're being just extra cautious um that subaru's always been safety minded um they they put out recalls when they they don't have to um, a lot of these large recalls that you see for hundreds of thousands of vehicles are because the, the government is making the manufacturer put out the recall because they haven't done so voluntarily. And so what Subaru does is when, when they th- discover a problem, which that there always will be problems when making anything, manufacturing anything, especially something as complex as a car, um, th- th- things get missed, and so what, what Subaru did is they put out a. It, it was initially a 2100 car recall um, for some Legacy and Outbacks for a missing weld um, on the B pillar, which could you know compromise safety in the event of an accident. It's, it's definitely not something you want out on the road. Um, and so Subaru inspected most of these vehicles before they even arrived at the dealership. Uh, we actually had one ourselves of the 2100 that was due, and it was a Legacy. Um, we inspected it. Turned out it, it didn't have the missing weld. And so what happens is. Sometimes the computer will throw off an, an error that they say, okay, these welds weren't performed per spec, and so we need to check those welds at that point for structural integrity. And after checking them, it turns out that one, that one was fine. Um, and so um, how, how many cars did you say it was? Um, just uh, I think it was a couple hundred that ended up having to be replaced. Well, this,
0: um, this uh, one I'm reading here from Autoblog.com, quote Subaru is saying, uh, yeah, the defect rate is low. We estimate 200 cars are affected. Yeah. Uh, number of affected cars actually in owners' hands is only between 12 and 20.
1: Oh, okay. So they did have a few delivered. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought they had caught all of them before. But still, but yeah, that's less pre- than 20. That's pretty good, yeah. I, I would say. And yeah, if, if you did get one of those cars, Subaru will absolutely take care of you, do the right thing, whether it's you know buy that other car back, um, you just replace it with another one. And so... Uh, bummer that you know it it, it was out there. It always uh, you know makes the the headlines whenever there's a recall, especially with Subaru because we we are so safety uh, minded. But um, no, I'm glad it turned out to be you know a small amount and that they were able to to catch it early. But
0: yeah, they say there was an excess metal chips or powder that reduced the effectiveness of the welder. It, it, but it was originally they're gonna have to scrap all these cars and build brand new ones. And it turns out what they said the cars in question. Can and will be repaired they will not be junked or scrapped and they are offering a replacement vehicle as to not inconvenience the owner if you got one of those in your hands not because it can't be it fixed, can't be fixed yeah. so nope. so if you'd prefer it to be repaired yeah'll they'll, they'll, they'll do that for you as well. and then the ascent uh, 2019 ascent has a, a and this one just came recall. out yesterday it looks like just yesterday uh, according and it says the the center support bolts for the drive shaft may loosen. Possibly resulting in the front portion of the drive shaft disconnecting, obviously increasing the risk of a crash. There, uh, approximately 170 model year 2019 Subaru Ascent SUVs were affected. And of course, uh, what do you do to make sure that if that's your car, how to get it fixed?
1: Oh, if you get a notification, um, you know, contact uh, your your local Subaru dealer, um, the closest one you live to, and uh, they'll they'll get the car towed in for you. Um, um, get you a loaner car set up and get the, get the recall done and your car back on the road as quickly as possible. So um, looks like another pretty small recall, 170 cars. Um, again, something not a lot of manufacturers would probably put out there. Um, there's also the option to issue a service bulletin um, but what that does is a service bulletin doesn't notify the customers. They have to actually come into the dealership for other service. Hmm. Um, and then the dealership is supposed to notify them of the, of the service bulletin. And a lot of manufacturers take that route, but then it's on you to actually take your car to a dealer. If you take it to Jiffy Lube, to all these yeah. other places to do oil changes, you're not going to get that notification. And so that's also why Subaru puts out recalls or, or I mean, um, um, uh, yeah, recall alerts instead of service bulletins, um, just so people get notified and, and are able to bring their cars in.
0: So the level of problem could qualify for a, a bulletin, mm-hmm. but instead Subaru's like, no, let's go ahead and make sure that we're doing the right by our customers.
1: So so they send out those notifications. Make and, it a
0: bigger deal than yep. it actually is. Yeah,
1: put it out on the news. People talk about it. People hear about it. They get their cars fixed. There's less problems for, for everybody down the road.
0: I think that just inspires confidence in the brand. And it, loyalty. It, it to goes Subaru. to show
1: you that what they say that they're they're doing the right thing, and they want to sell cars the right way, and they're more than a car company. It's not just a marketing slogan. It's it's
0: true. You know, a lot of uh, PR companies could learn from certain, like Subaru, for example. When when something goes wrong, which this is something going wrong. This is mm-hmm. not a perfect world. You're not going to get a perfect. Speaking of going back to the home building, we just met with our contractor the other day and he explained how many different parts are in the house and how many parts are inside those parts and how many people built those parts oh and it's, it's like isn't 400 it crazy? 400 different hands yeah will touch my house before i actually even see it yeah something's gonna be imperfect yeah. about it that's the same and so instead of saying nope not what are you talking about N- nothing's wrong here nothing to see move right along you just address it you fix it and you then you get it you t- take care of it yeah. the right way so if you feel like you, if you've got a 2019 ascent, you don't you don't want to wait for the letter. You can always go to safercar.gov, put in the VIN, it'll pop up there. But uh, this seems like it's uh, uh, low enough of a priority that you could probably uh, wait. But don't what you don't want to do when you have a recall is just march yourself in and say fix my car now because then you'll just be frustrated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Could Get it scheduled. Um, you know, Ask for a loaner car if they need to keep your car over, overnight, and uh, th- then you'll be
0: happier than just coming on in and, like you said, just fix my car. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, it is Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. 855-340-ZONE is our phone number. 855-340-ZONE. What's the best local or weekend getaway in Utah, preferably with a fun drive to and from? Everyone that calls in and answers that or shares any comment, question, or story otherwise with us is entered to win those four-pack of VIP Lounge Movie Passes at Megaplex Theaters in the Mark Miller Subaru VIP Lounge. 855-340-Zone will get some of your responses on the other side. Also still to come, an entire segment dedicated to Tesla, the messes, and the good that's going on right now with Tesla. Do they cancel each other out? We'll talk about it next on Utah Carsons. Welcome back, segment two of Utah Car Sense this week. I'm Austin Horton here with George Roska, General Sales Manager of Mark Miller Subaru Midtown, 3535 South State. And uh, if I do say so myself, one of the two best Subaru stores in the world. I'd like to think so. <laughs> now, you and uh, 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 Roger can fight over who's one and two.
1: Yeah, yeah, but... we always do.
0: <laughs> so check them out at Midtown or the South Town in the Auto Mall. There uh, in Sandy, Mark Miller, Subaru. All right, uh, we've got to talk about some Tesla stuff, but a reminder, poll question this week. Name us a quick weekend or local getaway, preferably with a fun drive to and from so you can round out summer with uh, some memories and adventure. 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Now, a dilemma here is you get to call in and share uh, one of your local uh, hideaways, your favorite spots, but then it's not it's no longer such a secret yeah but You're we won't tell any- we won't tell anybody so actually call in and tell us your <laughs> least favorite places <laughs> to visit <laughs> that no one should ever go to like uh, why are we why are we advertising how great it is to live in Utah? I know.
1: Then it's just going to get busier. And we were just talking about how packed the trailheads were. Let them and
0: think we're weird. Yeah. Let well, them think that we're. Let's tell them
1: all to go to Idaho. I liked the <laughs> caller from earlier. I think Sawtooth. he was on the right track. That's the place. That's to be. the place. Go to Sawtooth.
0: You want a party? Boise is your, is your spot. Boise actually is kind of a party town. <laughs> all right. So uh, let us know. 855 340 Zone. Tesla, George. Tesla is in trouble, but they don't want you to think they're in trouble. They uh, have uh, just had a, a call, a shareholder's call this week. And while uh, they say their margins are down, their sales are down, they expect it to grow back real quick with what they're doing in China. But before we talk about those details, uh, in the middle of the call, some consider this man the actual heartbeat of Tesla. Elon Musk hops on and says that announces that Chief Technology Officer J.B. Straubel is stepping down from the role, though he will remain an advisor. And uh, he so- he sold off all the shares, making thirty-something million dollars. And uh, because he left the company, the Tesla stock dropped fourteen percent, closing Thursday at just over $228 a share.
1: Well, that may be bigger news of itself than, you know, the sales slump and them not making money, which they never have, Um, because Straubel was an inventor also of a lot of their technologies. He wasn't just a CTO or, you know, an executive. He was the brains behind a lot of, you know, what they built with the Model S and um, with some of the manufacturing in the Model 3 as well. But let's also talk about why Tesla's having problems making money, right? Um, I mean, their whole plan was we are going to sell a lot of Model Threes, and we are going to make money on all of them, and that's how we're going to become profitable, right? It was always get to the Model Three. Well, now it's going to be the Model Y is going to be the profitable one, right? The Model Three—they're not making as much money as they thought they were because manufacturing costs are a lot higher, um, raw material costs are higher because of trade war and other things. But um, they're also not selling as many as they thought they would. Yeah, you know, uh, demand is down, and you, some of the news about Tesla hasn't been great, and so I think that's scaring some people off on on making such a large purchase because let's be honest, they're not cheap.
0: No, they are not. <laughs> not uh, even the. Y- you y- can't buy it for what they tell you. You can buy it. Well, yeah, they, it was
1: supposed to be thirty-five thousand, and you can't even get close to that.
0: That, that buys you the opportunity to buy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Thirty-five thousand buys gets you a you, place in line. It buys you a place in line. Yeah, and
0: then you have an opportunity to spend more money to buy the car. So. Yeah,
1: it's and then they keep bumping
0: and bumping and adding. And, and they're cool cars. Man. They
1: are. I have nothing against it. The technology's great. Um, but the, just the way they do business and the way they sell cars, I, I just think it's a shame that they've, you know, that they could have done better than they've been
0: doing. I what guess. do you think, uh, now the, the tax break is under $2,000 for these vehicles
1: Yeah, as well, of
0: July one.
1: Well, and that was always going to be the plan, right? right? As they sold more. I think it's keeping some people away. Um, I think that definitely drew some of the, um, demand for them. And, and as soon as you saw that go away, you saw the, the demand drop as well. So. It still goes to show you that you need, um, you know, some of the newer technology, whether it's green technology or, or electric car technology, a little um, subsidizing maybe to to pick mm-hmm. up. It's not quite going as mainstream as as fast as I think people had hoped, and there's there's reasons for that. Whether it's infrastructure pricing, um, r- range issues, um, it's it's definitely you know they're, they're saying now that even in 2030 it's going to be single digit. Uh, market share for electric cars and so i don't think the change is going to happen as fast as people thought
0: now they're saying uh while it may not be great right now here in the states over in China. Is where they're going to save the day. Well,
1: and that could be true. I mean, China is a, a completely different market. The, they're, they're leaps and bounds ahead of electric cars that, where we are as far as sales. And uh, China has the world's largest electric car makers. And um, I think the the cities there are, are different as well, where people maybe need a car more for, for city life than uh, traveling long distances here like they do in the US and our infrastructure isn't as you know advanced as theirs with the car charging networks and and things like that so we'll see what China brings but I I wouldn't bet you know that to save them they still need the US and they still need Europe and they need um, the the western market to succeed.
0: they say that they'll they're on track to begin model three production in China by the end of this year and model Y production in a, in the Fremont California plant by fall of 2020. This is interesting. I didn't know this. They think that 75% of the parts... From the Model 3 will carry over to the Model Y. Yeah. That's, so that's some cost saving mm-hmm. there
1: to not have to make completely new cars. But that's how, I mean, cars have been built for decades, right? True. Um You look at, you know, parts being shared between Subaru and Toyota, and then that's, you know, different car companies that, um, that exist. And so um, I think Tesla's finally starting to come around. You know, they've always seen themselves as a different kind of auto manufacturer and— that's also why the Model S costs over hundred thousand dollars, and you know they, they built everything—not everything, but most things—from scratch. And um, now with the Model Three, the Model Y, they share a platform, they share a basic design. Um, they will see some of those cost savings, but it's it's just Tesla
0: becoming you know a more normal car manufacturer like everybody else. Now back to this Strawbell guy uh, leaving. He's been methodically selling off his shares, starting at the start uh, earlier earlier this year until he finally sold his last bit of the company just this last week. Uh, so that is a sign of someone wanting to cash out while the cashing out is still worthy, worth mm-hmm. doing. But he also said, I'm not disappearing. I just want to make sure people understand it's not some lack of confidence in the company or the team or anything like that. I love the team. I love the company. I always will. Uh, I've worked closely with them for many years and have total confidence in them. I'm not going anywhere. If there's anything I need to do that is helpful to the team, I will be here for them. So, he's claiming, "No, I just I am not I just don't want to be in management anymore. I'm still an advisor." Yeah. I have confidence in the company but I don't have enough confidence to put my money in the company.
1: Well, and that's where you see a lot of the skeptics coming in and just hitting him hard because you you, you get the Tesla fans where it's, no, he's just, like you said, moving out of that role and into a different role and he's just going to focus on bigger picture stuff and next generation battery technology. But then you get the, skeptics who are like well it's just somebody kind of you know leaving the the sinking ship and if if he's taking his money out that's usually um money speaks louder than 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 words for for most people so that's where i would look um you know as a sign for things to come but definitely not a good one
0: we do that all the time here at the zone where someone will make get a uh, speak a hot take about a sports something or other and Back like, well, would you put money on it? And then their opinion suddenly, is suddenly not as, changes. Yeah, not as hardcore yeah, yeah. as it was before. Yeah, yeah, everybody talks the talk, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> put your money on it. Let's see.
0: Uh, so Tesla counting on China to help them uh, uh, come out of this thing and be better off. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but they are uh, down right now at 11%, 14% down uh, as of Thursday. So uh, in the stocks. Speaking of China, Detroit News has an article I especially wanted to run by you, George. Uh, About how China will be the world's used car salesman. Hmm. A Chinese company in uh, Wanzhou recently reported 300 used cars to buyers in Cambodia, exported rather 300 used cars to buyers in Cambodia, Nigeria, Myanmar, and Russia. The shipment was a first for China, which till now had restricted large scale exports of used cars in deference to manufacturers. Who, sh- who feared that poor vehicle quality could damage their reputations. There will be more such shipments, and their impact will reverberate well beyond the mainland's used cars' lots. With all the focus on electric and self-driving cars, it's easier to overlook just how big and influential the market for old-fashioned junkers remains. In developed economies, more than twice as many used cars are sold as new ones. For an example, in the U.S., there were 17.3 million new vehicles sold during 2018, and 40.2 million used ones. And that gap is forecast to widen in 2019 with the growing cost of new cars. Mm-hmm. So China is now seeing the opportunity to take Makes all these sense. used cars yeah. and turn a profit and, on them by selling them to other countries.
1: Well, yeah, because as, as other countries industrialize and develop, I mean, the bicycle is still a major form of transportation, right, for a lot of people out there in the world. Oh, um, yeah. And... F- then you see them progress from bicycle, to you get these mopeds, and then they get these like little small cars and then, as the economy grows and grows, then they start you know buying used cars that that get imported so I think China's definitely seeing this trend and um seeing, hey, we can make a buck on this and I would really worry about the safety and reliability of these vehicles though. So What's that supposed to be? If you're looking on <laughs> com and looking for a used car, I would suggest keeps to your local auto trader, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's
0: right. Uh, they say also that cars are just the beginning. What else is uh, China looking to to sell used? We'll tell you about that in a moment, but right now Got a phone call at 855 340 Zone. 855 340 Zone to be part of the show. Everyone that calls in and talks with us is entered for a four pack of VIP Lounge movie passes. Paul is the latest entrant into that contest. Paul, thanks for calling in. Hey, Paul. Yeah,
3: uh, I had a story to tell you. This happened back in the late 60s. I was, uh, I've been flying, i learned to fly, and uh, uh, one morning I got up and I decided, well, I got nothing going, so I'm going to go to Las Vegas. And we belonged to a flying club, and we had a 172, so I checked it out. I'm down southern Utah, and all of a sudden the motor stops.
0: Oh, my gosh. Panic develops. Yeah.
3: And I'm looking for a place to set the airplane down, and I see a road out there, and, well, it's the only option I have, and so I set the set the airplane up for a landing and I got it down on the ground in one piece. I'm getting out of the airplane, and I'm around figure trying to figure out what's going on and uh, I noticed that there is some water coming out from the cowling. Immediately the problem says, dummy, just because it's ninety degrees out that doesn't mean you can't get carburetor ice. So let the airplane sit for a, little, a few minutes and the water got out and started up and flew it back to Vegas and so You know,
0: now it's one of those things that
3: happen. But when I learned to fly, see, we had to learn to fly. uh, We had to learn to dead stick an airplane, and that was part of our
0: training. So, you thought you're gonna have to do something like that that day? I'm I'm glad you made it. Yeah, that's. And I'm gonna compliment you because if my engine stalls on an airplane and I get it safely to the ground, that's the last time I ever fly. Yeah, I'm
1: not going back up. And you had
0: the guts to (laughs) fix it and go right back up. Good for you. Why well, I, I
3: I learned to fly and still if I could if I could pass the physical I'd still be flying.
0: It is it's something I wish I had the the gumption to do myself. Same but. same. Wow, thanks cool for story, the story. Though. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for calling in. That's one way to do a quick getaway. Yeah, you got your own plane. Yeah, get on down there to Vegas. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> and but that's I'm serious. I'd if, rather
1: drive any day.
0: <laughs> if that yeah I if that plane I. I once was in an airplane where it just, like, dropped, you know, went over, like, an air bump or whatever it was, and we just Some dropped, like, probably 10 feet. Large turbulence. But where- you would have I was like, ah! <laughs> I, I You would have thought I was falling into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and it was, like, a, a, a blip on the screen of life. And I was like, nope, that's it. I'm done. Get me Out. home. Yeah. I'm not, and it was probably years until I went back in an airplane. Yeah. You and I would not be good seat. Now we I would- was terrify each other i was like 11 at the time so it it wasn't up to me when i was getting back in an airplane really but Mm. still it was it was insanity so good for you paul because i would not be getting back in that thing now it's funny though because it that can happen to your car too yeah just like it did to his airplane even though it's really hot outside doesn't mean you can't get ice on something and something won't freeze up and break if the fans aren't working properly and I saw it happens to your AC unit on your house in the middle of the summer where the coils will freeze. Yeah, it to your crazy. fridge. It'll, yeah, mm-hmm. no, but luckily we don't have carburetors anymore. All right, so it's not just used cars that China is looking at. They say cars are just the beginning. Just as China's factories drove down the cost of new goods over the last three decades, the growing piles of used stuff purchased and now unloaded by Chinese consumers will exert downward pressure on the price of used and new products everywhere. So... While China focuses, turns its focus into selling used cars to other countries, they'll also be selling clothes. They'll be selling shoes. They'll be selling uh, uh, computer products. They'll be selling phones, which they already do. But all these used items are going to be bought up, purchased by China, or donated to China because they're being thrown away, and China's going to put a price tag on them and sell them right back to you. So what you're saying is we have bought so much stuff. That
1: even the Chinese don't know what to do with it. That's, they're like, that's correct. There's 1.3 billion people in China, and even they have too much stuff. They're just <laughs> like,
0: we're out. <laughs> we need to have a garage sale yep. for the world. Yep.
1: China's having a garage sale that's is correct. what
0: is what you're saying.
1: But they're trying to tell you it's they're, new. They'll be a good deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be a great deal. It may not work. Yeah. But it'll be a great deal. So uh, just uh, and they're mostly selling these used car vehicles to other uh, developing countries. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like they're selling it back to the United States or anything, but they see the value in the used car market. And that leads us back into the discussion of uh, just how expensive it really is to buy a new vehicle. And there are people out there who uh, say they'll never buy new. They'll only buy used. Mm-hmm. Why would they buy new? It, de- it depreciates in value the second you drive it off the lot. So on and so forth. And I understand that thinking. Sure. That's why I lease. Yeah. Because I get the best of both worlds. Yeah. I mean, it's not uh, untrue what they're saying. It
1: does depreciate the moment you drive it off, off the lot. And you should, you know, have a good plan going into, you know, buying a new car, how long you're going to keep it, um, how much you're going to drive it, whether you sh- you're going to replace it in three years, you know, and these are all discussions that uh, we, we have with people every day and uh, we, we try to find the best situation for people whether it's for like you and me we lease and uh, for a lot of people that's the best way to go um, some people like to pay cash save up all their money buy a car brand new and drive it into the ground and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that too and um, then there's the folks that just like you said will never ever ever buy a new car and they will always buy used and the depreciation is what they're trying to avoid the most and and that's okay um and in in those situations and uh, you'll you'll just end up paying a little more for repairs and things like that but yeah if if that's what you like doing or you like working on your own cars or you have a friend or you know it's Sometimes just life ends up where you're in a used car, and that's okay. But then do your research, buy a good car, do, get it inspected. This is what we're you know trying to uh, do here: is get the word out and educate people on the best way to buy cars, whether it's you know new or used.
0: It's uh, that that word you just used, educate, uh, is probably my favorite part about the Mark Miller Subaru experience was uh, being able to go in and have an open, honest, candid conversation about where my finances were, what our goal was, and uh, we weren't talked out uh, of something we wanted to do, but we were given the frank and honest answer that actually probably cost you guys some money by going to a, a lower model, but it helped us so much in the long run to not be car poor. Yeah. And I think that's so important to have the customer's well-being in mind Mm -hmm. rather than the bottom-line dollar. I think it's one thing that you know, maybe
1: the thing that really sets us apart from from a lot of other uh, retailers out there and and car dealerships is. We like to think of ourselves as having a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience between you know, all of our staff. We have hundreds of years of experience in the car business. Um, we want to share that with you, and we want to use that knowledge to save you money, to put you in the right car for your situation and yourself and your family, and we don't want to use that knowledge to benefit us necessarily. We want to use that knowledge to, to benefit uh, the community, and we know that that's going to in turn benefit us and help sustain us in the long term.
0: Utah car sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. He's George Roska, general sales manager of the Midtown store. I'm Austin Horton. And before we take our second break of the show, let's get out to the phone lines. 855-340-ZONE. Dan is on line one. Good morning, Dan. How are you? We're fine. What can we do for you today? I had a question. I've heard, uh, I guess it could be rumor
3: Um The thing that you plug in to see what your code codes are, code reader thing Mm -hmm. um, on your automobile, I've heard that they can go in and change the mileage on a car to lessen the mileage. Have you heard anything about that?
1: Uh no, not anything specifically. And uh, I think what you're referring okay. to is the OBD two port that uh, they use to diagnose. If you have a check engine light, right. um, there's right. some some of those you know car insurance things that can you can plug in there that'll give them data about how you drive your car um but no it, it cannot be used to <laughs> um to, to override the the odometer on a car it doesn't have access to that part of the car's okay. computer it's basically well, that... got read access not write access if that makes sense for the computer folks oh, out good. there um so it can't override anything on the on the car side they they have other you know, things that they access for that. You have to uh, reprogram the ECM, and um, there's there's other computers in the car that handle that side of it. But um, no, that's a rumor I've heard before, um definitely uh, <laughs> no definitely not 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 possible to, to do it that way oh
3: that's good well that that relieves
1: my concern yeah you'd have to replace the i odometer. don't have to go
3: out and buy a new car every time i buy a car then right <laughs> no, not every time no no
1: but uh, definitely ask for a carfax and the carfax will have a a history of the of the car's mileage over time and if anything pops up out of the ordinary it'll actually trigger a mileage odometer a, a rollback alert and uh, most of the time, they're just clerical errors, but uh, there there have been some out there that the odometer does get replaced, and so just better watch out All for right. those. All
0: right. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you for Dan. calling. Good question. Thanks for calling in. Dan is uh, now the fourth entrant into the prize drawing at the end of the show for a four pack of VIP lounge movie passes. It's that easy. Call in, ask a question, tell a story, uh, answer our poll question, and uh, we'll get you in the drawing. Eight five five. 340 zone looking for your favorite local getaways trying to end summer with a a quick fun adventure uh ben says crystal ball cave and gandy never heard of that crystal caves was one of my favorite computer games as a kid but i've never been to crystal ball cave and gandy or if you're looking for a day drive the alpine loop never disappoints he is certainly correct especially in fall That Alpine Loop. One of my most favorite drives. Incredible. We'll get some more responses to that at 855-340-ZONE on the other side. Also, we'll talk about uh, uh, three car companies or the – sorry, a few car companies are ignoring EPA regulations in a good way and joining together uh, forces in California talk about that. And a reminder to uh, watch your kids and pets this hot summer when you're driving those cars around town. Uh, A good and a bad story about that coming up next here on Utah Carson's.